0: I want you to turn in your Bible this morning to the book of Psalms, Psalm 91, and I want you to look in verse 12. Father, we thank you today for your word, and we thank you, Lord, for hearts that are attentive and minds that are alert, and we thank you today, Lord, that we shall be changed in Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 91, verse 12. Says they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall you trample under foot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Over in the book of Genesis, chapter 17, verse 1, the Bible says, And when Abram, who we know, of course, becomes Abraham, when Abram was 90 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. See, when people think, you know, the way a lot of church people believe, God would have showed up and says, I'm the almighty God and you're not going to have anything the rest of your life. But just be humble and serve me. Is is that not right? That's what a lot of people think. But God said, I'm going to... I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to make a covenant with you and I multiply you exceedingly. But look in verse 1. He says, I'm the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. In the Hebrew, this is I am El Shaddai. Hallelujah. El Shaddai is one of the seven covenant names. Now, there's many other, um, but the seven main covenant names that we um, Look at in the Old Testament, L meaning God. And so this one here, though, means the all-sufficient one. Say this, the The all-sufficient one. The God who is more than enough. All through the Old Testament, Almighty God revealed himself as the God who is more than enough. To every person. And when we see this as a covenant, a covenant is not something you break. It's something that God himself instituted. We're not just talking about two men together um, in mankind. We're talking about Almighty God. Hallelujah. So with great excitement, I want to share on El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. The God who is more than enough. The Bible says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want you to look over, turn back a couple chapters. Genesis chapter 15. See, God wants us to raise our eyes and our expectation above what we see. To have a, a vision for more. Genesis 15. Verse 13, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. Of course, we know he's talking about Egypt, and that his people will be in bondage for four hundred and thirty years. And afterward they shall come out with great substance, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. And he talks about how he says that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying unto thy seed have I given this land from the river Egypt to the great river the great river Euphrates. So we see here he's prophesying about the people of God going into captivity. And we see that in the process of time, who does the Lord raise up? He raises up Moses. Moses is is raised up as a deliverer, and the Bible says that He tells Moses to stretch forth your rod. And and what's going to happen is the Red Sea; they're going to go on through on dry land. Hallelujah! And so, um, you don't have to turn there, but in the Book of Exodus, the Bible says. In Exodus 15, 8, the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. So what happened is, remember Pharaoh, here he was the leader of Egypt, and the Bible says where Moses said, let my people go. Let my people go. But it said that his heart was hardened all these different times until the firstborn died, and then he said, okay, I'm going to let them go. But he still tried to follow after him. So God drowned them in the, in the depths of the sea. Some theologian said, you know, that really wasn't a great miracle because we studied it out. And, and the, um, the, the part where they crossed in the Red Sea was only ankle deep water. One of the students said, uh, Mr. Theologian, that's even a greater miracle because God drowned the whole Red Sea, the, the whole army in the Red Sea in ankle deep water. Amen. Amen. But he's the God who's more than enough. So what happened is the, the depths were conge- congealed. What happened? It was a frozen wall. A wall that was frozen on both sides. Now this looks like something you see like in a cartoon. I mean, they've never made movies good enough like this. And you can see how the, 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 it's congealed up. They walk through on dry land. Then the word is spoken. Then those waters come back. And, you know, they found chariots. They found different things, archaeological finds that substantiate this. Hallelujah. But he's more than enough. Hallelujah. Once they got into Canaan's land, the land of promise, they ran into difficulty. And, you know, a lot of times people think, well, Canaan is, is a type of heaven. But it's not a type of heaven. It's a type of the blessing of God here on earth because there's no enemies in heaven. But they still had to possess the land. So they get over there, and they ran into difficulty. They're fighting their enemies, and what happened is it began to get dark. Well, how many know it's important to have light when you're out there fighting? You can't just, especially then, you can't just turn on these spotlights and, okay, we're going we're gonna to keep fighting this battle. But over in the book of Joshua chapter 10, Joshua chapter 10, the Bible says, In verse 12, then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. (laughs) <laughs> and there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. So God stopped the whole universe for a man of God who prayed. You know, the Bible says that, that Elijah was a man of like passions just like we are. But he prayed and the heavens shut up its rain. It didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he spoke again, and it rained. So how powerful are our words? He said he was a like man just like us. So he didn't have any unfair advantage over us. He was a man just like us. And so God stopped the whole universe because of this man. Why? Because he's the almighty God, the all-sufficient one, and the God who is more than enough. All through the Old Testament, God who is more than enough is revealing himself in the lives of men and women through the patriarchs, prophets, priests, and kings. We see um, Elijah praying on on Mount Carmel. And I was there um, 20 years ago. And overlooking that area. And Elijah, here he was, he prayed, and the fire of God came down. And how many remember it said it uh, licked up the sacrifice? Consume the sacrifice. The prophets of Baal were defeated. Why? Because he's more than enough. He's more than enough. El Shaddai, the God of plenty. Hallelujah. You just have to know who your God is. You just have to know who you're serving. Think about David's mighty men. You see, these are just testimonies that are stirring up your faith. They're just testimonies of what happened in the Bible. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13, 8, the same yesterday, today, and forever. People think, well, you know, Jesus healed in the book of, um, book of John and, and, and all the, the four gospel accounts. But, you know, once the last apostle died, all that ceased. Well, first of all, not all the apostles have died. There's apostles today. <laughs> But none of that ceased. Why? Because Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Think about David's mighty men. Now these men, they did some supernatural things. And they risked their lives. But none of them were wounded or even killed. Think about that. They overcame their enemies because the power of God was upon them. Why? Because he's the God who's more than enough. He's the God who's more than enough, even in the midst of war. Hallelujah. Over in the New Testament, Jesus declared, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And that's why it's important. When if you want to know what the will of God is, just look at Jesus. People say, well, you know, in fact, what happened there is that they Philip said, Lord, Show us the Father, and it will suffice us. That's what we want to know. He said, have I been here long enough with you, Philip? Maybe a little irritation in his voice. Have I been here so long, Philip, and and you're saying to me, show us the Father? And so everything we see in the ministry of Jesus is a representation of the Father. Because that's what he came to do, is reveal God the Father. over in John chapter 8 we see Jesus ministering here John chapter 8 verse 56 see it's not that he it's not enough if he's more than enough in the bible but he's not in your life he's got to be more than enough in your life and see that's what makes people mad It's because when you make a demand on the Bible and God confirms his word, then and if it's not working in someone else's life, they say, well, it's not for us today. Right? No, it's just, you know, I could go to the gym all the day and lift five pounds. And, you know, and I could say, well, you know what, after a year, you know, big muscles are just, it's not for me today. You know, it's just, it's not for me. and It's just not the will of God because, you know, look, I've still... I'm still the same. Well, have you ever increased your weights? Well, no, I don't know. It might not be the will of God. But, well, you're going to stay the same. But when you begin to put the word into action, see, that's what makes the difference is the doers. The doers. The Bible says in James one twenty two, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, that's what happens is people can hear word, hear word, hear word, Hear a good word. Oh, man, that was awesome. They can be excited about it. They can shout about it, but not receive it because they didn't do it. So it's not the hearers of the word that are blessed. It's the doers that are blessed. Look at John 8 in verse 56. He says, Your father Abraham rejoiced. And he's talking to the Jewish people here. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, you're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, what did Jesus say, what, or what did the Father God say to, to Abraham? I am. He revealed himself as I am. Well, notice here he says, before Abraham was, I am. And notice, they said, glory to God, we've been waiting for you. We're so excited that you're the fulfillment of prophecy. No, it says they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So God had revealed himself to Moses as, I'm sorry, I said Abraham, I meant Moses. (laughs) edit how come no one caught me on that amen but he, he revealed himself to Moses as the I am and Jesus was saying I am that God you're looking at God right now and Jesus demonstrated I am you know if you want to look at the will of God for healing look at Jesus And it can be summed up when Jesus, the leper, came to Jesus and said, If you will, thou canst make me clean. Jesus forever settled the will of God. He says, I will be thou clean. So now we don't have to, we never have to wonder if it's the will of God, if he wants us well. I will. So Jesus demonstrated I am. Why? Because he's more than enough. We see Jesus preaching to the multitudes in the wilderness. We see one occasion where Jesus preached what we call the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. <clears throat> and they had been there for many days. And then Jesus says, okay, but, you know, because he didn't want them to faint in the way, he said, give them to eat. And then, of course, they say, Lord, you know, Do you want us to go, you know, buy this? He says, what do you have? You know, that's the question the Lord asks us. Many times we say, Lord, I don't have anything. He'll say, what do you have? What do you have? And I'm, (laughs) this would burst a lot of people's bubble, but I'm not getting into this as a message. But, you know, the Bible never excuses the poor from giving. You know, you notice when Jesus gave, you know, a lot of people say, oh, dear sister, you know, you you don't give that here. We're going to give to you. See, you might can help her that one time, but you're not her source. You're not her source 20 years from now. And that's what people, you know, they think, well, here, sister, you keep that here. We're going to give this to you. But, you know, Jesus never said, notice Jesus never stopped that woman from giving the two mites. And that's a whole message in itself. <clears throat> but notice here, in John chapter 6, I'm going to read from uh, verse 9. <clears throat> There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? See, don't compare what you have to the, to the need. Compare it to Jesus and what he tells you to do. Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples of them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets With the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. So we see this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. You know, another modern preacher, you know, a modern type thinking, you know, thinking that they're got it all figured out. They said, well, you know what? The barley loaves were bigger in those days. Okay, you have a boy's lunch. He's got five loaves and a whale. I mean, seriously, it's a boy's lunch. Well, the loaves were bigger. How big an appetite does a 12-year-old have? I know my boys can eat, but they don't have loaves that are 112 feet long. <laughs> but Jesus comes on the scene and shows that he's more than enough. Hallelujah. We see Jesus attending a wedding in Cana Galilee with his mother. How many remember, they said, um, she said, um, Jesus, you do this. He says, "Um, my hour's not yet come. He says, not my time yet. Then she turns to the servants and says, whatever he does, which this is the key to the miracle in our own lives, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. That's the key to a miracle. Whatever he tells you to do, Amen. you do it. Amen. And so here he says, okay, go fill the water pots with water. And he fills it up. Now you think about it. They could have really gotten some serious um, trouble here. What do they need? He said, fill them with water. Jesus, we don't need water. We need wine. And can you imagine if they went and took it to the 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 governor, and he says, what is this? You know, what is this? This is water. So it took a, a step of faith for all of them. <laughs> and so we see that um, he um, they fill the water pot with water. They they give it to him, and he says, wow, this is great. You've saved the best to last. Why? Because most of the time people would drink all the good and then just the real cheap stuff would be saved for the last. But he said, no, this is, you've saved the best until last. Why? Because he's more than enough. I want you to realize even when Jesus, the first miracle Jesus did, this, the Bible says in John that this was the first miracle he did, the, the turning of water into wine. Notice it was not, not someone getting saved, healed, delivered. It was actually one of provision in meeting a need. We see Jesus going one day, approaching the city of Nan. We see this funeral procession coming from the gates. And we see this this widow woman mourning for her only child, this son who had died. And Jesus, who is compassionate, what happened? He stopped the funeral procession. Now, Jesus wouldn't even let a funeral procession go by. Now, I didn't say he did this again, but he has compassion on this lady He stops the procession. What happens? He says, okay, stop. Stop the music. Stop the mourning." He goes over, touches the coffin, raises the young man up, presents him back to his mother. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's more than enough. Because he's more than enough. Thank you, Lord. David Ingalls had that song, El Shaddai, the God of plenty. The God who's more than enough. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to sing it right now. but We see that in the Bible, where word came to Jesus that his friend Lazarus was dying. But Jesus, what what happened? He purposely waited for, for three or four days. It was said of Smith Wigglesworth that, that someone called him one time and said, hey, our friend is, is in, in a stage about to die. Come and, um, come and pray for him. He didn't go. He didn't go. And he went several, and he waited. And then somebody showed up and said, and just, you know, they were really upset with him. And he said, okay, now it's time to go. And, and, and then they were just arguing with him. He said, it's too late. He said, no. He said, God never sends me somewhere too late. Amen. Amen. He went and raised the person up. Now, if you know anything about him, I mean, he was not maybe the, the nicest person. He was kind of a gruff, just in the natural. I mean, there was times where he, he ra- in fact, he even called his wife back from the dead. Some 23 people raised from the dead in his ministry. That's twenty three more than in my ministry, but he was praying one time, and um, but his wife had gone home to be with the Lord, and he's when well, he wasn't even there, so he he called her back, and she says Smith, no. Anyway, then he released her to go, and she she died. But um, this other person, one time he showed up, and the person he picked him up. Put, pick the corpse up, throw them against the wall, and <laughs> they, they fell down. He said, I said, live in Jesus' name. Throw them against the wall, and they fell down. The third time, live, and they began to live, and st- they started breathing. Hallelujah. You know, the first time somebody, if the first time they, they hit the wall and fell down, a lot of people have been taken off, and they've been halfway down the road by now. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get sued. You're gonna, something's going to happen. <laughs> you know, one time he had a healing line. And he told the people, don't come in the healing line today if you were in the healing line last night. And uh, he started to pray. He said, he looked at this man and says, weren't you in the healing line last night? He said, yeah, but I didn't get anything. He said, I know better. He said, you got something, but you don't, you don't know better. She he turned around and kicked him right in the seat of the pants. <laughs> Amen. I mean, You'd have most people say, saying today that's abuse. <laughs> most people can't even take a rebuke, much less you, you kick them in the seat of the pants. That's worse than a rebuke. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we see here with Lazarus, the Bible says he was dying. Jesus waited a few days. Listen in, in John 11. Martha, in verse 20. As soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not had died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you ask of God, God will give it you. Jesus said to her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection of life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Hallelujah. And then he says, Believest thou this? Verse 32 says, Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. So we, we see the same thing that she says here. Look in uh, verse 39. The Bible says, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister, him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he hath been dead four days. Well, you know, it doesn't matter if your, your situation stinks or if it's nice and perfumey. <laughs> Jesus and her said, I not unto you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by us, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. We see this a couple times where Jesus said, saying, Lord, I'm, I'm not even praying this because, you know, I'm wanting you to answer my prayer. I'm praying this for the people that they can hear. And when he had thus said, spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his let him go. Was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. You know, there's many people and believers, they've been born again, but they still have those grave clothes. So what do we, we have to loose them and let them go. Hallelujah. So the God who is more than enough is greater than death. How many believe he's the God that's more than enough? Whatever you need today, he's more than enough. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46 talks about blind Bartimaeus. Here's a man on the wayside begging. And he cries out, Jesus! Now, son of David, have mercy on me. And what did the disciples do? They they tried to quiet him down. Hey, you don't need to be that loud in church. Be quiet. He said, he even cried the more, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped at that sound. And it says, bring him unto me. And the Bible says he cast away his garment, which that's significant because they wore certain garments that signified that they were blind and that he, you know, of course, he was a beggar. So What what, what he saying? I was a beggar once, but I'm not going to be a beggar no more. Amen. Amen. He took off that garment, threw it to the side. And isn't it amazing how the disciples, what what a group of boys they, they were, you know. Now they say, be of good cheer. He calls you. Amen. One minute they're saying, be quiet. Don't even. And he says, oh, be a good cheer. The, the master's calling you right now. Some confused boys sometimes. Hallelujah. But he proved that he was more than enough. See, things can be different now if we believe him, things will be different here if we'll begin to trust him. The Bible says he's the all-sufficient one. Not just the God of yesterday. Now, he's not just the God of yesterday. You know, it's like I heard one time, this guy was going to, um, for lack of a better word, try out for a church. He was, I mean, what do you say? Audition, try out. He was going to be a pastor of this church. And they said, well, you know, this, this, this young man, you know, this one person come in and, you know, they've been in the ministry a long time. They say, well, he's had a wonderful past, you know, in past ministry. This other person come in and said, well, he's young and starting out. He's got a wonderful future. Well, they finally came to the, um, the final analysis and said, we don't need somebody who's got something in the, in the past or something in the future. We need someone that has something right now. <laughs> it's the same thing now. We need a God that works miracles now. Not just, well, you know, I got healed 20 years ago, and um, thank God. And, you know, a lot of people build an altar right there, and they just stay in that one place. But he's the same yesterday and today and forever. Hallelujah. And then finally, we see Jesus when he dies. I'm going to say like I heard one minister say, I'm I'm closing, I think. We see Jesus die and be raised from the dead. The Bible says he ascended up on high. He led captivity captive, the Bible said. And the Bible says that he entered into the heavenly holy of holies to present his blood for us as a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. And we see that, that that what's amazing is you see when Mary sees him there, supposing him to be the gardener, says, where have you laid him? We want to finish the burial process. She's, and then he says, Mary. And then she says, Rabbi. He says, don't touch me, for I have not yet ascended. But I'm going to go to my God and your God. I'm going to go into Galilee and my brethren, you know, tell them. The next thing you know, Jesus is back. So in that short amount of period of time, he presents his blood. It satisfies the claims of justice. Amen. See, the devils thought they had him. The devil thought we got him. The, you know, here's the eternal son of God. You know, they were in the back alleys, just you know, hooping and hollering that, you know, hey, we got the son of God. But on the third morning. Life filled an empty tomb, an empty shell. And a body that was cold and still became alive and well. Amen. And he was raised up. And see, the Bible says that when he was raised up, we were raised up together. That's why the Bible, when it talks about Jesus casting out devils, it said the finger of God. It talks about the, the hand of God. But this, it, he talked about the arm of salvation. Why? the Lord had to actually flex his biceps a little bit because when he raised Jesus, he was not just raising him. He was raising us up with him. And that's where we are today. Positionally speaking, we are in Christ. Well, you know, brother, I'm just fighting so, such a battle. You know, I am just have all this, you know, in this veil of tears and have all these problems is over my head. Well, the Bible says that, that all these things are under your feet. You even have to pray from a seated position in Christ. You don't pray from a, from a place under the barrel and say, Oh, God, just help me get up out of the barrel and, and you know, I'm under the barrel and it's on top of me. No, you're, you're seated above. Amen. Above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come because we are in Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to be an in-Christer. I'm in Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm one of those in Himmers. In Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor Mark Hankins. He he started out and he was 17 years old and he would be on the radio and he would teach and he'd always be talking about in Him. He still talks about in Him some 50 years later. Just I mean in Him, in Christ, in in the Anointed One. And they called him, "Oh, you're one of those in Himmers." He said, "Yes, I am." Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But he's the almighty God. Say this. He's the almighty God. He's the all-sufficient one. He's the God who is more than enough. Hallelujah. I want you to just, even right now, whatever you need in your life, just raise your hand. Just begin to talk to the Lord. And, you know, you don't have to be real loud about it. But just begin to call on the Lord. Just begin to, to talk to Him. Whatever you need, whether there's healing in your body, whether it's finances, whether, whether it's um, any kind of need in your, in your heart, in your mind, just begin to look to Him as a God that's more than enough. As El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray, just to hear a little bit of a rumble in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today that you're the God who is more than enough. You're the God who is the God of plenty. Oh, Lord, and we don't want to be like the children of Israel, that, that they limited you. They, Lord, they, they limited you by their unbelief. Oh, Lord God, let that be stripped off of every person's mind today. Lord, that we will not have such a, a, a poverty mindset and a little mindset. Lord, a little mindset that can God. Oh, but Lord, you can and you will. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, even as you declared, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And we say there is nothing too hard for you. Lord, that with you, Lord, even if we look like Gideon's army, if we look like a small handful, you can do mighty things. You can do much with those that believe in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that we're co-laborers together with you. Thank you, Father. Lord, I know what you want to do in the River Church, and I know that you want to do mighty things. Lord, we have not put the limits on you. We will not put the limits on you. Lord, as under shepherds, Lord, to the best of our ability, we have not limited you. Lord, we desire that you would show yourself strong in our behalf, Lord, we know that all the glory goes to you. All the praise goes to you. For, Lord, it's not the hand of man that's done these things, but it's the hand of the Lord. And, Lord, that we shall step into a new place. We shall step into a realm that we've not been in up to now. That, Lord, we will step into a place that's been preordained and preplanned from ages before. Lord, that even from the foundation of the world that you planned these things. And, Lord, we shall walk in them. And Lord that we shall be a blessing to many Lord that each person in this place shall even be a blessing to many for Lord even those that have cried out to to be a blessing those that have cried out to say Lord use me that Lord even in this final hour they shall be used they shall be used Lord they shall be a blessing to many Lord they shall be a blessing to the multitudes they shall be a blessing unto the the. The, the, the many of those around, Lord, that are walking in darkness. And I thank you, Father, that we shall be in the right place at the right time. Lord, I just thank you for the lighthouse, Lord, of the gospel. Lord, that the, the, just like a lighthouse in the natural, Father God, that this place shall be a place, Lord, that, that represents your glory. Oh, Lord, that, that your goodness and your mercy shall be heralded in Jesus' name. Lord, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We're not ashamed of the good news. And I thank you, Father, for what you planned. Oh, Lord, that what you planned, the enemy cannot stop. What you planned, the enemy cannot, he cannot put his hands to and cause it to to derail. But, Lord, you've given us the keys. You've given us the keys to the kingdom. And I thank you that we shall triumph. Lord, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But you are the greater one. You are greater and you are mightier. You are the mighty God. You're the all-sufficient God. Hallelujah. And Lord, I just thank you that we have more than enough in every situation. Hallelujah. Lord, we just prophesy money to come into this place. We prophesy abilities in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, if those would mock and, and and even criticize us for believing it, Lord, we will not step back. We will not draw back. And we will not be ashamed of the gospel. We will not be ashamed. Lord, money is just a tool. And, Lord, we know that you know exactly what we need. And we thank you, Father, that the hindrances shall be removed. All that that's been held against us, all that's, that that's been placed against, it comes to now, now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you that every, every you spirit of hell right now that's influenced people, that's working through people to, to, to uh, come against the river church, to intimidate and harass the ministry, we come against you in Jesus' name. And we say you are defeated and you can work no longer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, Lord, I thank you that the enemy flees seven ways, even now. Lord, that you bring confusion in the camp of the wicked. Lord, that, that even the things that the enemy has tried, they come to naught, even now. Lord, even as, as Pharaoh and his chariots, Lord, that the angels pulled the wheels off. Lord, it may not seem like it's fair, but favor is not fair. And we have your favor. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, the wicked will know, don't touch the church. Don't touch the church. We're talking about the church universal. And every local church is walking in the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we just rejoice. We thank you for it. We believe we receive it. And Lord, we're just going to act like it's true, even now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 This is the time that we should run. We're going to run. We're not just going to walk with the gospel and just, no, it's time to run. I'm going to run with fire. The good news of the gospel I shall preach. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna run with fire the good news of the gospel I will speak because Jesus, you are the truth that set me free. Jesus, you are the power within me. Jesus, you fill my heart with faith and I'm running in the river of redeeming grace. And what's going to happen? I'm going to shout, Hallelujah. Shout, Hallelujah. Giving praise to you, my God who reigns. Hallelujah. Don't ever lose your. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord said, you shall not fight in this battle in 2 Chronicles 20. You need to stand. But see, a lot of that was they had to believe what the prophet said. They believed the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the work is great and the time is short. And, Lord, we purpose in our heart that we will be vessels unto honor. Lord, we don't care if people criticize us. Lord, we're going to be a partaker. Lord, those that are worried about being criticized shall be left behind. And those that criticize shall be taken out of the way. But, Lord, as we step in, we just want to flow with you, Lord. We just want to flow with you and go with you. Hallelujah, Lord, that people that think that that people in the church and especially spirit-filled, tongue-talking, divine healing-believing believers, they may think they're crazy, but they'll know one day that we had favor with the King. The King of kings and the Lord of